0: The Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, Arizona, and coming soon, Louisiana. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $10, and get $200 in free bets. Download the WinBet app now or visit WYNNbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. We're also brought to you by Stable Jewel. Stable Jewel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $15,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a free-to-play app that lets you bet on all your favorite NFL props, for a chance to win awesome cash prizes. Download the app today over at betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. That's betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. We're also brought to you by Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-belt grooming. Head over to manscaped.com and use the promo code SGP for 20% off your order and free shipping. And of course, Don't forget to download the SGPN app. Your home for all of our free picks and all of our free podcasts.
1: Here are the two managers, Ralph Langnick and Chris Wilder, United tonight as they bring those floral tributes out towards the halfway line. Going across the Stretford end now, the surfer flag will never die. Can United become the first team through to the FA Cup? Fifth round. Crackling atmosphere at Old Trafford, helped by more than nine thousand who've made it down from T side on this Friday. Diogo Dalot. He was uh, really enjoying the fact that he's getting a run of games in the first team for the first time really in his United career. It's helping him. But the Chief has made a mistake there. Ronaldo is onto it, and the little chip is beautiful off the crossbar and the rebound over the top. Oh, Massive sight of relief from Joe Lumley in goal. But Manchester United coming so
2: close here. Lumley getting into a real tangle. When that ball was lofted forward, Lumley the goalkeeper. He's got to clear these players out of the way and just say, this is mine. I don't think there was any communication. And they're very, very lucky Middlesbrough that they've not gone behind. It was a, a cute effort from Jaden Sancho. Dominate, just knocked off balance by Crooks through towards Pogba oh he's gone
1: down there yeah there's no doubt about it
2: it's a little bit rash from Dyke Steele well he just got caught completely the wrong side and it, it, it was an accident because he slipped the outcome's got to be the same though he was away from him you could see his right arm there just catching Paul Pogba's Cristiano Ronaldo to give United the lead Ronaldo puts it wide the it remains nil-nil. It was always going away, and that is desperately disappointing.
1: Crouched in quickly, but Fernandez,
2: Sancho, Sancho's onto this,
1: brings it down. Sancho goes on the outside. Sancho, his first Old Trafford goal on his FA Cup debut,
2: and it's no more than Manchester United deserve when the ball's run here you watch you can see him there at the bottom of your screen it's a super run from sancho that he's been doing right from the start again shows a great touch goes on the outside he does get a little bit of a deflection off isaiah jones that takes it over the outstretched arm of lumley they've done well with us they getting out of there to be fair to them yeah
1: and they've got a man over on this right hand side and it's defying Isaiah jones jones Ball. It yeah. looked like a handball. Crooks finds the net. Is it gonna stand? Well, VAR gonna have a look at this because I'm sure a hand was used. That's his hand. He's not giving it. Wow, that's incredible. The goal given. Oh United yeah, pressing really high. Hernandez is in. Oh no, he missed?
2: I just can't believe that. I don't know what the goalkeeper's doing again he's been so indifferent Oh, nice! Oh, he's, he's just dragged it exactly like his countryman did with the penalty in the first half
1: why on Anthony Taylor this FA Cup fourth round tie will be decided penalty kicks Paddy McNair wants of this parish it's McNair
2: call cool as you like From Paddy McNair. Yeah, very calmly done. Matter. Beautifully done. Was it ever in doubt? Great penalty. Beautiful penalty. Picked his spot. Fierro. Oh, it's gone through, Henderson.
1: Maguire. Up against Lumley.
2: Maguire. Beautifully done. Smashed into the bottom corner by Harry Maguire. Come on, game. made it look easy. Much the same as Paddy McNair's just picked his spot. Freds finds the corner. A battle of nerves now. Three apiece. Short runner. What a finish. to the top bin. So, so difficult. No goalkeepers dive upwards. It's Ronaldo beautiful.
1: And now we are essentially in sudden death. to a wait a long time Sol Bamba. Bamba It's a great penalty. Fernandez against Joe Lumbe. he has to score here. Fernandez cheeky. What more? Well, the penalties that we've seen tonight really have been quite outstanding. Tom and eight against Lumley. Wow, went through him, didn't it? Went through him. 12 perfect penalties so far. Fry. It's another outstanding penalty kick. Delow. Beautifully done. 14. Perfect penalties in this FA Cup tie.
2: Lee Peltier the Middlesbrough. Oh, what a penalty. Well. You're going to put it anyway, you may as well, well sticks it straight in the roof of the net which by the way takes some doing. Short run up. Alanga oh no.
1: Alanga misses. Manchester United are out of the FA Cup. Middlesbrough win 8 7 on penalties.
0: You are listening to BetMUFC here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the BetMUFC Twitter account. That's at BetMUFC, at BetMUFC. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast at SGPSoccer. That's at SGPSoccer. You may already think you're following that account, but it's very likely that you're not because what we've done is we've opened a new account for the Soccer Gambling Podcast, and we've kept the handle and moved it across. And the account you're probably following is... Is the lock betting account? I changed the at sgp soccer account to the lock betting account, and I created a new account for at sgp soccer. So you will need to re-follow it to get soccer in place. The reason I did that is because I have posted all of my P and Ls over at the former at sgp soccer account, and the P and Ls only represent LockBetting.com. There are some plays in there. The locks, for example, that given away, that get given away for free on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. But the rest of the plays, the multi-sports that we cover, NBA, tennis, NFL, etc., that's all from Lockbetting.com. So when I post it on the SGP account, it is confusing because those plays were not given out on podcasts. So what I've decided to do is make it clearer and more simple. I have a lockbetting, Lockbetting.com account and I have an SGP soccer account. The Lockbetting.com account is... At lockbetting.com. That's at lockbetting.com. You're probably already following it if you were formerly following the at SGP soccer account. And we've moved that handle over to a new account. So make sure that you refollow the soccer gambling podcast. If you want to get my additional content, you know by now that's lockbetting.com. Lockbetting.com. That's a service that has delivered 104 months in a row of transparent track profit. That means we're coming up to nine years without a single losing month. This should be month number 105. We've had a really good start to February. If you want to get involved with everything that we're doing, we have boxing action. We have UFC cards this month. We have UF sports like NHL and NBA nearly every single night. We have the Super Bowl. We have domestic soccer. We have the return of the Champions League. To get all of that, head over to... Lockbetting.com and sign up for the service. You can follow the follow the Twitter account. You probably already are following the Twitter account at LockBettingcom. And you can see the pin tweet will be the PL from the previous month. But you can go to the Lockbetting.com site and see all of the previous PLs to see how we do things, to see how we've got two 104 months in a row of transparent track profit. Moving on with the Bet Mufc podcast, we are coming off Manchester United being eliminated from the FA Cup. I was there and it was a horrible night. Now, it was horrible because we eliminated. It was also horrible because there was a lot of rows in our section. I actually ended up rowing with a bunch of Middlesbrough fans who were sitting in the Man United section. Now, I've been guilty of this many times before. Because it's extremely difficult to go to Manchester United away games. We get a very small allocation compared to the number of supporters that we have. We are massively supported in the UK and we are massively supported worldwide. So it's almost impossible to get away tickets for the Man United section because they are all snapped up by season ticket holders. And even thousands of them don't get to go. So you sit in with the home supporters. And when you do that, what you need to do, is shut the fuck up. You don't wind up the home supporters. You don't make your presence known. You don't start fights. What these guys were doing is they were sticking two fingers up to the Man United fans. It triggered me and a couple of other guys. It actually didn't trigger enough people. I was disappointed that so many people in the Man United section were just allowing this. This is the problem with a lot of our supporters. They sit on their hands. They don't create an atmosphere during the game. All the atmosphere is created at the Stretford end. And, um, we have become a, a club that very much sells a lot of hospitality tickets, very much sells tickets to tourists. Obviously, in order to get tickets for Man United, you primarily have to be a season ticket holder. But they do leave twenty-five to 30,000 tickets available for, for other people. And they mainly go out to hospitality and they're very, very overpriced. They're tickets that are taken away from members. And I often have to buy hospitality tickets, but I hate sitting in hospitality. Yeah, you get a great seat and you get a great view, but you sit in front of these silent supporters that don't know anything about football, that have come with their girlfriends, that have come from different countries, not real Man United supporters. And you also got, in this instance, idiots who support the other, other team who was sitting there cheering for them quite openly sticking fingers up to the Man United supporters while the fake Man United supporters sat there and a couple of a uh, re- couple of real ones like me stood up to these guys and in the end they were thrown out of the section now that may sound like um, I'm endorsing cancel culture which is everything that I'm against but listen you don't do that you don't sit here and uh, you don't sit in the um in a home section, and make yourself known and uh, that that triggered me especially because the game wasn 't going away, especially because the bets. The betting wasn't going our way. The, the play that we had on Man United minus 1.5 on the Asian handicap line, that should have cashed easily. That should have cashed by half-time. Everything that could have gone wrong, could have. From Ronaldo missing a penalty, missing it badly, from the chances that we missed. That Bruno Fernandes miss, have a look at that in slow motion. In fact, if you can dig it up, have a look at that from the angle where he where he missed and what he saw. It's an open goal. It's a wide open goal. There's no goalkeeper there or anything. And, uh, and he manages to hit the post. There were bad misses by Rashford as well. Another poor performance by Rashford. But a good performance from Jaden Sancho. If you're looking from the positives from this game, Man United should have blown this team out of the water in the first half. And the Middlesbrough goal was a complete handball, it's ridiculous that was given there's no fucking point having VAR if you're going to give goals like that, but at the end of the day excuses aside, this is Middlesbrough from the Championship, the facts are Manchester United have been eliminated from the FA Cup which is probably their only chance of winning a trophy this season by a Championship side that pretty much sums up how shit and how awful this season has been so far and uh, the performance by Cristiano Ronaldo now I don't want to be too negative about Cristiano Ronaldo because before before we went to the game on Friday. We had a really good interaction with Ronaldo and Pogba before the game. They were they were three of the players that came out and signed for um, by the by the team bus when the team bus was um, when the players were leaving their cars and getting onto the team bus. But here's another thing: I don't like to keep going on about this and making this point. I've made it on numerous podcasts. If Fernandez, Pogba, and Ronaldo are your three biggest players, and they're coming down to sign the autographs. Why can't Marcus Rashford, Jadon Sancho and some of the other younger players? Why can't our captain Harry Maguire come Harry Maguire come down and do that? Like what's going on here with this club when a massive celebrity, in fact I would say one of the biggest three celebrities in the world in Cristiano Ronaldo, at least if you go by Instagram numbers, if he's coming off and he's allowing himself to sign autographs for the fans and he's making that time? What the hell is going on with our lesser-known players? What's going on with your McTominays, McTominay's and your Harry Maguire's and your Luke Shaw's? Why can't they do it? I'm, there's, there's something fundamentally wrong with this club. But let's, let's stay on point at this point in time. Let, let's talk about this Middlesbrough performance. Let's listen to what Ralph Ragnick has to say. And then let's move on to this Burnley game that's happening tomorrow. As, uh, as we mentioned on the EPL show, the lock from this week's EPL will be coming in the Burley Man United game but before we do that let's wrap up on this Middlesbrough game a massively disappointing exit from the FA Cup and let's listen to the comments of Ralph Ragnick
2: what do you make of that in particular Middlesbrough's goal and the amount of chances that you wasted we
3: gave away too many chances especially in the first half we should and could have been easily up 3-0 um, after 45 minutes um, and even in the second half we missed uh, some great opportunities After even after they scored their, their goal that shouldn't have stood but uh, Bruno's chance was almost like a penalty uh, as well so uh, yeah we have to blame ourselves for giving away and wasting too many opportunities uh, in the game um, and in the end if it's on penalties uh, this is always also a question of luck um, and uh, yeah, in the end, uh, we lost. We lost that game, and we are all incredibly disappointed. I'm not here. Hi, Ralph. Um, the fans are very supportive of Anthony Alanga at the end. There's going to be a lot of um, concern from them over Emerson Gavani and Jesse Lingard not playing today, and someone so young having to take that penalty. Do, does the club regret allowing Edison to stay in Uruguay and not having Jesse available for selection? No, because uh, he had, he played for Uruguay on I think Wednesday, and with the, the jet lag and the uh, travel arrangements, I don't think it would have made sense. He would not have been in the squad anyway. Um, and uh, what, with regard to Jesse, I told you what my uh, information was and what my knowledge was. And of course, I would have loved to have Jesse in the squad. Uh, we were one field player, one outfield player less on the team sheet today, so uh, why should I have allowed him to have uh, four or five days off? I would have loved to have him in the squad and be in the squad. But, uh, um, yeah, it was not the case, and uh, and therefore it doesn't make sense to speak about players who were not available. I like that. Mr. Uh,
1: you wait until the seventieth minute Just for the strip of the evening before your first substitution. Could you explain your thought process there? Well, yes, because I think
3: we did well until uh, the 70th minute. We were were, uh, always in a situation where we could have scored. And um, yeah, then it was time for the first substitution, and I decided to bring on Anthony Alanga. Um,
2: Sorry. Hi, um, Ralph.
4: It's 11 weeks since you were hired by Manchester United until the end of the season. Out of the FA Cup at the fourth round stage, you still have the Champions League and the race for top four before the end of the season. Given what you've seen in this 11-week period, what do we, you believe you can achieve with this group between now and May? I think we played well in the last couple of weeks uh,
3: uh, in the league, and also today in the first half. Uh, I don't think that we could have done a lot of things uh, a lot better in the first half apart from scoring more goals. but uh, the way that the team played, I was more than pleased with that with our performance. but uh, again, in the cup, it's about uh, uh, winning the game and and uh, proceeding into the next round. and this we didn't achieve at the end, and that's why we are extremely disappointed. There is not that much time for us now to prepare for the next uh, important game at Burnley on on Tuesday, and uh, yeah, we have to 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 take our chances uh, better and and uh, yeah, with more quality than we did it today. Okay, last two questions: Peter Stevenson and then Simon Peach. Ralph, good evening.
2: Just wonder how you lift this squad now because you you got players who came off Sancho looked like he was carrying an injury Pogba's was come off how how do you lift this squad physically and mentally now
3: well, physically i don't think think that we need to lift the squad uh, with Paul after having been out for two and a half months it was normal that he was substituted after 65 70 minutes um jaden had no injury he was just feeling uh, some fatigue and had some cramps so that was the reason why we took, decided to take him off so I don't think uh, of course the players are disappointed like we are but uh, again this is football this can happen uh, I think uh, 2017 um and Louis Van Gaal they also lost in the uh, Carabao Cup on penalties and this happened to us and it was our own fault because uh, we shouldn't have gone into extra time and, and, and at the end have to play on penalties because we should have decided the game and killed off the game in the first half. Last question Simon Peach. Yeah, on
4: that, Ralph, you, you did control the game that's what you've wanted for a long period this time you're just unable to finish. Is it is that an easy thing to solve? Because it's been an issue down the years with previous United managers this inability to, to, to get the goals to get the goals Yes, but I mean,
3: for example, the chance that, that Bruno had, uh, if he has 10 chances like that in a game, he, he will take nine of them and convert them. But uh, yeah, today he hit the post. I think he tried to place, to place that ball uh, almost uh, too, too exactly into that goal, too accurately into that goal, into that corner. But in the end that's, that's things that can happen. Of course, he didn't do that on purpose. Uh, and therefore, for us, it's now putting our full focus on the other two competitions in the
0: league and in the Champions League. OK, thanks, guys.
4: You have to be critically united. First half, fantastic. But to play in a championship team, to lose a championship team at home in a cup, uh, obviously not is it, is it unrealistic to expect them to play with that, with that pace for the whole 90 minutes, for the whole 120 minutes? Is that unrealistic? Yeah, I think it is. But that's where you have a, a bit of a... Um, team management even when obviously Middlesbrough always going to have a little bit of pressure in the second half but you control it even United there the goal they conceded they were outnumbered players weren't getting back and that's where I go back to that's where you need that bit of leadership and character where you're going okay we've we've dropped off for 10 or 15 Mm. minutes but we're still up against Middlesbrough we still sit back in and we'll find the moments but even Fernandez missed there like, he has to score. There's, there's no logic to that mess. He's got to hit the target.
1: I think the way, the way they started the game, they expected, to, with the chances that they had, you, you're not expecting them to play at that pace for the whole game. Of course not. But the game should have been finished, dead and buried, long before that. So you could then ease the way through
4: the game. You manage the game at the end. Of course you can't play at that at that pace. But the way they started, should have finished the game. This morning, before they, they would even travel to the ground this morning, if you said to the manager or the staff, these are the chances you're going to get tonight at Old Trafford, Chan, you'd be thinking i'll take these all day we're, we're, we're bound to get through but the players you know you have to change to... the shape of the rest of the season doesn't it because fourth is obviously the first priority but to win the champions league is for anybody it takes a lot of doing yeah it changes obviously the mood the mood in the ground tonight the fans not out will be leaving here tonight where you're thinking that if they win tonight i fully expect them to be the championship team Man United at home but now just adds more and more pressure to the upcoming games Great for Middlesbrough fans, going Fantastic. back to Seaside and the FA Cup, alive and kicking. Brilliant, of course it
0: is. Yeah, I added a little bit there from Roy Keane, basically talking about how we managed to lose the game, a game that we were in control of, a game where we actually started well and we ended up throwing away. What I took away from Ragnik's interview was concerning the whole Jesse Lingard situation, supposed to be a misunderstanding Uh, We previously said the whole thing with Martial was a a misunderstanding. Um, Cavani was jet-lagged, apparently, and he wouldn't have been in the squad anyway. We're talking about Sancho, who's had weeks off, having cramp. Paul Pogba has been off for months. Yeah, that one's understandable, saying that he couldn't play a full game. But it's concerning going into the Burnley game, the The fitness of, of Pogba, the fitness of Sancho. Is Cavani going to be back for that game? The form of Marcus Rashford. We now have Tellis and Fred out with COVID. And this is a really important game now, not only because we're chasing a Champions League position and it doesn't look like Spurs are going to be dropping many points. Spurs, particularly at home, are looking strong and we still have to play Spurs this season. So we're worried about Spurs. Well, at least Antonio Conte's version of Spurs. Antonio Conte managing everyone is going to give him a lift. But this Spurs side, I think, are our main danger to the top four. But we need a bounce back from this... um, from this FA Cup exit, we need to have some momentum going into the Champions League tie because I don't really think realistically we have any chance of winning it, but we need to give our hope, our supporters some hope of actually winning a trophy here come the end of the season. We need to make, I would say, the Champions League semi-final at least to salvage anything from this season. Being in the Champions League semi-final and finishing in the top four, if we're not going to win a trophy, has to be the absolute minimum that we have to achieve. We should get past Atletico Madrid because Atletico Madrid look appalling this season. They shipped four goals against a Barcelona side who have looked very lacklustre throughout the whole season. I know they've made some new signings in the window, but to ship four against Barcelona, that Atletico Madrid team is not the same and especially not the same defensively, which was their key asset. And Manchester United, if they create the chances and they play with the intensity that they did against against this Middlesbrough team, they should take Atletico apart and then if we get ourselves a nice draw and we can avoid the big guns like Manchester City, Liverpool PSG, Bayern Munich, if we can avoid those four I do fancy us against the other teams in the Champions League so possibly we can luck our way to the semi-final which would be a boost to us as we try and achieve the top four to get back into the Champions League but anything short of that I think would represent a poor, poor, poor season. If we somehow end up in the Europa League or the Europa Conference League and we go out in the last 16, there is absolutely no reason for us to keep Ralph Ragnick on, even in a consultancy capacity, even for him to move upstairs because that would be a disastrous season and we're pretty much better off hanging on to Ole and Solskjaer. But looking up at this next game, we are up against Burnley. That's a team we, we tend to do well against. Manchester United are the 3-5 to favourites to win this game. It's 16-5 on the draw and it's 5-1 here on Burnley. I genuinely think this is a season that Burnley could go down. Burnley don't seem to have the resilience that they have usually had in other seasons. In addition to that, if you look at the teams around them, I don't think Watford are going to get out of it even though they've got Roy Hodgson. I think Norwich are going to end up going down despite the fact they've had a little boost as of late and uh, and Dean Smith has done a good job there. But I think Newcastle are going to get out of it. I think they've just spent far too much money. I'd be shocked if Newcastle go down. And um, there really isn't any other team that I can see getting sucked into it. I don't see Southampton getting sucked into it. I don't see Everton getting sucked into it now on the Frank Lampard. So I genuinely think this Burnley team could go down here. And I think Man United should win this game. Burnley have drawn their last two games nil-nil. And have seen 62% of their home games finish with fewer with, with fewer than three goals. So I think this is gonna be a cagey game where Man United are gonna to have to just take their chances when they get them. And I think it's gonna be a case of Man United nicking the game. This is also um, aided by the fact that under two and a half goals has landed in the last six meetings between these two sides at Turf Moor, and in all six of those clashes. Burnley have failed to score a goal. So I like that to continue. Burnley are, are a team who have had loads of postponements. They have loads of game in, games in hand. But down the bottom, you can't really say that you're going to win those games in hand or get anything from those games. So I think this team are in real trouble. And the fact they haven't scored at home against Man U for so long bodes well for Manchester United getting the win here in this game. I'm going to take Man United to win. And I'm going to tackle the under four and a half goals. I just don't see five goals in this one. I see a definitive pattern of play where Burnley put pressure on us through through set pieces and and trying to be physical with Manchester United in this game. But I think Man United should be able to ride that. And if they can create the chances and be a little bit more clinical, they should come away with a, with a two or three nil win. I'm thinking Man United win this game with a, with a 2 0 scoreline, but I think early on it will be a little bit tight and cagey. Burnley will try and put it on us, much like Brentford did. But I think similar to that game, Man United will come through. So once again, my play for this for this podcast and the lock for this week's EPL will be Man United with the under four and a half goals tacked in, tacked on. Sorry, and that will be available at even money plus one hundred. That's it for me and this edition of Bet Mufc good luck with all of your bets as always guys and thanks for listening